The WASDI report did not provide much that would really warrant any big moves in the market. Corn dropped off right after the report, but uh, the report doesn't really change the fact that this business in Ukraine is still causing a lot of uncertainty. So really kind of looked like the risk premium that we've been seeing so much of recently kind of got added back on before uh, the market closed for the afternoon. We'll talk about that in just a second with Coley and Kavanaugh. Brought to you by the Allen County Farm Bureau. You know, you get a ton of bonus benefits when you become a member. Discounts on hotels and computers and cars and trucks, all kinds of stuff. But most of all, the Farm Bureau is fighting to make sure farm families get to keep farming. Support your local Farm Bureau with a membership. It is that simple. Just go online to itpaystobeamember.org. David, let's start out with the numbers because yesterday's WASDE report put the world corn ending stocks at 305.5 million metric tons for corn, about 5 million more than the market really thought that it would be. And that was 4 million more than USDA's March report. For soybeans, world ending stocks down a bit, but pretty close to what the trade is thinking. Talk about some of the other numbers because they had numbers in there for South America as well as the U.S. The big one coming out from South America is getting a lot of attention. That's why the world ending stocks are up for corn, is that the Safrina corn crop in Brazil, you know, I saw a video on Twitter back in January. They were harvesting a field of beans. And you know how they take like 12 different combines out there and do the whole field at once? <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Uh, just when they harvested it, they were planting corn right then and there. No field work, bam, the planter went right in there and there goes the <laughs> corn. And it's amazing how they could plant as quickly as they did in Brazil. And there's saying now it's not a 112 million crop in Brazil. It's not 115. They came out from uh, Conab this week saying it's 115, 116. And now Stone X says it's 118.8 down there. Hmm. So that corn crop from Brazil is really, really good and much better than expected. The market's going to come to terms with that at some point. Yeah. You know, when you look at the numbers last year, I think they were, uh, what, the ending was like at about 87 million metric tons. And now we're talking about 115. So yes. Regardless of all the problems, that, that is a big crop down there. Let's talk about prices for just a second. John, I saw a number this past week for Indiana, and it was talking about the stocks in on-farm storage, and about 57% it's in on-farm storage. And you've talked so many times before about at these high prices, it's really a good time to, to you know lock in some prices, sell as much as to have only about 30% left. And we've even talked about maybe selling down to only having about 20% left. So to have 57% in storage at these prices, John, what do you make of that? Well, we've talked about this before, and I'm just talking about common sense, because with everything I know today, I still have a bullish bias to the market, but that's irrelevant. The fact is, prices are extraordinarily high. They're quite profitable. And frankly, you just don't want to take any risk at these prices. So yes, I feel very strongly that you just got to use a little common sense which, yeah. by the way, is not very common. <laughs> right. And just get most of this corn crop sold and get it down to the last 30% or the last 20% is actually where you should be, and then have fun playing with that. Don't let the black swan fly in and ruin your party. Get it sold and take advantage of these high prices. And then when it comes to new crop, you got to start looking at the new crop. This one's more arguable, but uh, you should have at least 25% of your new crop sold. Frankly, I think it should be more than that. But what do you think, David? And, or, yes. Does he think? 
Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> I am offended. I didn't yes. mean to offend you. Okay. This really, really got me, Rob. Rich Nelson, who I've known for almost 40 years or so, had a beautiful comment on why the USDA did not reduce the corn ending stocks. I'm going to quote him because it's so well said. The USDA, of course, disappointed the trade again because they didn't change the ending stocks of corn. They left it at $1.440 billion, despite the net decline posted for non-U.S. corn exports. Look at Ukraine. There's no change in U.S exports. There should have been more. The market continues to trade its own belief that they think it's going to be below 1.0 billion, not 1.4, not 1.3, not 1.2, below 1.0 billion. Now, here's the answer. It is clear the USDA is leading from behind on U.S. corn exports. Now, what does this mean? It means from their perspective, sales are below average. And we've noted that. You know, we had the rumors the week before that China was going to buy corn and they did buy corn. And now all of a sudden, now they're hearing rumors last week they're even buying more corn. But the past four weeks of sales are down 13% on corn exports from the five-year average. The past eight weeks are down 3%. Now, the USDA, in a sense, is saying, I want to see the sales before I lower the ending stocks. But here's Rich's comment. The market's saying otherwise. I have to agree with Rich, Rob. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Why isn't the USDA being reflective of the current situation? Why are they including they're, Ukraine? They're taking a show me attitude. They're not going to sit there and project what they think it could be. They're going to take the, and, and show the projection of where it is. And that is sensible. That's the way you should do it. That's the way you should analyze it. Even though most analysts think that the exports are going to go higher higher than what the USDA is projecting. Uh, and they also think ethanol usage, even though it was increased in the report yesterday, they still think that the ethanol usage may exceed the current projections, the corn for ethanol usage, and therefore that the carryover could go down to as low as a billion bushels, which, by the way, is very, very bullish. But Rich has an excellent point. Now, the government has an excellent point. Whichever way you want to look at it is that the numbers today don't show that where we're going. It's all projecting what we think might happen. Podcasts by Federated Media.